0: Welcome to How the Fuck Did You Get So Confident? My name is Rebecca, and this is the podcast where I interview my friends and peers to figure out, well, how the fuck they got so confident. In this episode, I Skype with actress, content creator, and YouTube personality Madeline Byrne. We talk about dating and confidence, the importance of self-exploration, having a routine, and more. This is How the Fuck Did You Get So Confident? With guest Madeline Byrne. Hey Madeline. Oh hey
1: girl. Oh hi. How are you? Oh hey. You know I'm good. I'm. Um, I need to practice better posture during this time. Yeah. Um, because I'm finding myself just really slink into like, the FaceTime of it all. Mm-hmm. But I'm good. Just just made some breakfast. Filmed some TikToks. Um you know, had my second cup of coffee. We're thriving in this pandemic.
0: We really are. Are you a two cup and stop kind of gal or are you going to keep going?
1: No, I can't keep going. I will lose my mind. I
0: wasn't, I wasn't even
1: really a two cupper until recently because it's like, I don't know, boredom and making coffee is (laughs) fun.
0: And then like, have you done the whipped coffee that's on TikTok?
1: So I work for a YouTube channel. And the most recent video we're filming, we're all filming from home. Right. And then the most recent video we're filming is TikTok hacks. And that was one of my assignments. And they had postmated me coffee and milk and sugar to like do the, the whips thing. And I was like, so excited. It looks so good. And I was like making it and it wouldn't whip like for the life of it. And I was like, what's happening? And then I realized they sent me not instant coffee. Mm, hmm. So it really does make a difference if it's instant or not. It doesn't work without instant. So I'm sure it works great, but I
0: haven't technically, like, fulfilled the uh,
1: the whipped fantasy yet. Right,
0: right. I did do it. I did it with regular coffee, and then I had the same result of it not working. And then I went out and got instant coffee, which I've never purchased instant coffee in my life. Um, Me neither. I'm like, who drinks instant Like, what's the per- – I guess if you don't have a coffee maker, but I don't know. But then you just use a pour-over.
1: I mean, instant coffee is having the best time of its life right now. It because really is. Everyone wants to make this whipped dream cloud coffee. In
0: it, it, and I got to tell you, it's pretty good. Um, so thanks for joining me to talk about confidence. Um, of course, uh, I'm so excited to talk to you about it. So, let's start from the beginning. Were you a confident kid?
1: Um, no, not at all. I think in my own world I was, but when it came to like showing up in life, not not, like, yes and no. I'm an only child. Like I grew up super chubby and kind of like into theater, you know, like we, I'm sure you were like into theater too. Mm -hmm. We're all, all these actors out here. And, um, you know, I think I just like kind of always wanted to see what everyone else was doing. And I was like really I just really wanted to fit in. I had no real like confidence in terms of like wanting to stand out and like make my own decisions growing up. And then and yet I still used to like think at night I'd be like once I move to LA like that's when everything will be different. Um but I feel like day to day I was confident in my sense of humor but not necessarily with like boys definitely not with boys actually. Mm-hmm. Um I was confident with, like, my friends once I got to, like, college, you know. I feel like high school is, like, a free-for-all. You're just trying to, like, survive. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I guess it just depended on the area of my life. You know, yeah. I was pretty – I was putting myself online f- since college. Like, I was always doing weird stuff. And I remember I, I saw something where Glee was, like, having auditions. Do you remember this? It no. was, like, I swear during my MySpace days, it mm-hmm. was, like – Glee was hosting an online audition, like an open call, and wow. you just had to film yourself singing. And I swear that's they said that that's how Darren Chris like came from it because I remember that's that was his thing, but I'm sure that was like a I'm sure that was a casting move. Um, but I'm over here in my freshman dorm just like singing some dumb song and so to me that's like looking back I'm like wow, that was really vulnerable for a girl who had like no followers, no like anything. Totally. But, but yeah, definitely not with boys.
0: <laughs> when, what were some of the qualities? So you didn't really have a lot of confidence growing up. It sounds like what were the qualities that your family instilled in you? If confidence wasn't one of them, because I know for me, my my family was never not where they were never like be confident, stand in your own. They were more so like uh, uh, they were great. Like don't get me wrong, one was great, one was not. Uh, but it was it was more like you know, be smart, but also don't be, don't shine too bright. Don't be too, mm. you know, that's how I took it at least. Um, right how, how did you feel growing up? Do you have siblings?
1: No, only child. Oh, right. So said only tons, child. tons of, uh, weird only child syndromes. I'm sure. Like, I don't know. I feel like that
0: man, that itself manifests in such
1: unique ways for A lot of only children. Like, I don't
0: really, I don't think I've talked to any only children for this podcast yet. So I'm very (laughs) interested to hear, like, how being an only child formed you into a confident woman.
1: I mean, my parents never treated me, in my opinion. They never made me uh, feel like I was spoiled. I never felt spoiled. Mm -hmm. I guess technically I was the only. So, yes, like, any expense towards a child went to me, but they were very, like, particular about using coupons like we weren't buying whatever we wanted like there was a budget when it came to like prom you know what i mean it yeah. wasn't just like free for all and i had jobs at the mall in high school i my babysat everybody you know it wasn't like my parents always had a very healthy work ethic they were also a lot older when they had me so they were like such parents that i was like i had a healthy amount of fear of them um they you know it's funny cuz i listening to you, I'm like, okay, well, what did mine tell me? But it it wasn't like I ever really went to them for advice. I usually went to my peers for that type of, I just kind of always was like, learned by example of other people. And I, I think I always was so scared of like getting in trouble that I really was never like testing the waters. Um, my mom's a lawyer. So she always was very like, no house parties unless there's parents and I'm calling to make sure. And I was like, oh my God. Um, But I just, for some reason, always had, had, I think maybe that's nature versus nurture, right? Like, I think I just was genetically like careful and calm and like, they totally supported all my dreams. I always wanted to do theater and acting and stuff. So they were like putting me in all the camps. Oh, and that's stuff. great.
0: They were always like, yeah, you, you can. Yes. If you want to do this thing, you can do it.
1: Well, they were very realistic, like my parents. And I think that's why I'm so realistic to this day, too, about stuff. Like I just really like tangible things. I'm I'm I guess a dreamer in the sense that like I came to L.A. to pursue acting, but like I still went to college. They were never going to uproot their lives for me and like come to L.A. So they were like, great, if you want to go pursue this you can do it when you're done with school and finish college, I guess. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, I think they're also very financially conscious. So the idea of me moving to LA and pursuing acting was like pretty silly to them. When I had a college degree, they were like, okay, you're not going to make any money. You realize that. Um, Now they love it. Now they're like super into it because obviously like I've given them some um, like it it won't be so bad forever, maybe. Hope right, you know. Right. Um But but you, you know they're just like realistic. They're older. They like they've saved money. Their whole like they're really financially conscious and good with money and like very stable. So I think they just always wanted that for me too. But you know they get yeah. it. They 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 learn just as like they learn from me just as much as I learn
0: from them. Right. Did did you? So being an only child, did that impact? your confidence in any way in terms of like you know I talked to some people who were the youngest so they got to look up to their older brothers and sisters who were confident and they were like oh you know I'm gonna model my behavior off of them but with you being an only child were you modeling behavior off of your parents or you're talking more uh, your friends and your peer group how do you how does being an only child play into that?
1: Right. I mean, it's so funny because I totally would have loved, like, older siblings Mm -hmm. because I've always been so curious about how other people live their life that it would have been so cool to have, like, an older sister and been like, oh, my God, Jessica, like, what do I do when this happens? But I never really wanted to go to my parents for that because my parents didn't just, like, didn't feel cool to me. And that's, like, all I cared about. Like, growing up, I was just, like, wanted to be cool. So – I only went to cool people for everything which is such a silly thing because like the people I thought were cool were actually just really bitchy and I was gonna say are they cool now like have they I mean I basically just like let people be mean to me because it's they seemed cool to me so to me no they're not successful or cool now and I'm totally but it's that you know that's that perspective that you always get but yeah like I just kind of I looked at what my peers were doing. I say peers because they weren't real friends. I feel like yes, you know. I, yes. I'm talking. I'm talking like middle school thing, like brain, where you're really starting to like become a human being. But um, I just kind of, yeah. I, I always look to see where they were shopping and what made boys like them. That's like what I felt like. What was confidence back then mm-hmm. was just your your like look. Mm. Um, personally never made decisions based on like my own real opinions. Even when I was applying to colleges, I remember I was like, where are my friends applying? Okay, cool. Me too. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think, I think it wasn't even until I was in my like mid twenties was I like making Madeline decisions.
0: So when did that change and why?
1: Probably, I mean, I moved to LA when I was 22 and I, you just kind of have to, you don't really have that many, that same group around you. So you're just, Forced to figure out who you are you like go to therapy you you know do you go get to therapy now I don't but like just like different phases in my life I did and you know it's like you meet you go on dates you you dye your hair you like change your clothes I just feel like you experiment more with like who you want to be and then that sort of gave me like a lot more confidence because I wasn't so reliant on like girlfriend's opinions, because they were all living back in the Bay Area or whatever.
0: Like, yeah, do you think it wasn't so close? Do you think that you would have done all this like self exploration had you had stayed in the Bay Area? Or do you like, do you think that's because you moved somewhere where you like maybe didn't know very many people?
1: Oh, totally. I was even
0: uh, have a the second part is that if I had
1: stayed, I definitely would not have explored I was literally having this conversation with my boyfriend about how in movies they always would talk about like college being this time like experimenting with like your look and your sexuality and all this stuff and I told him how like at least at the college I went to it felt just like a continuation of high school Mm. and it would have been it would have been super weird had I like hooked up with a girl or I don't know there it would have been way too weird whereas when I really like moved to LA and didn't know more than one person, that was like the first time I was like, ooh, you know, I got to like explore, I think my own, yeah, like my own choices and my own decisions. And
0: yeah,
1: I'm sure a lot of people have gone through something like that too, yeah. where they moved away. You yeah,
0: know? it seems like going through and doing these interviews, it seems like doing something on your own has led to so much confidence for so many people that I have talked to. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm writing these things down, so that's why if I'm yes. looking. Yes. <laughs> no, no, you're good. Uh, I, I'm going to recap I... at the end of our episode, like, Madeline's tips for confidence. So <laughs> don't mind me writing things down. Uh, Go off
1: and be alone. That's
0: how to do it. Kind of, though. Yeah. Learning, like, uh, learning about yourself and what you like and what you don't like based on your own personal preferences and not outsiders' opinions.
1: Totally. And I think I just probably did it on using it, but did it in a way that was the best way for me, which was to come out here not right after high school, because I think I still was really like sheltered in a way and like didn't really know how to socialize beyond like a hometown feeling. Mm-hmm. And then college taught me how to like do laundry, cook a little bit more. Like I I didn't really know how to do some adult things. And then after college, then I feel like I was like, okay, I kind of know who I am. I'm not going to get peer pressured into like drugs or something. So, I'm, I'm a little older, but I still feel sheltered enough to where I'm like ready to come out of this cocoon so I feel like doing it in my early 20s I was super like hungry for acting and art and like exploration now I'm a little bit more like realistic and stable because this just is like my home mm-hmm. but um I think your early 20s was like a, is a really confidence building explorative pl- time totally. you know
0: yeah when did you start getting into like video creation, content creation, and all of that jazz. Like, which platform did you start on?
1: Right. Okay. So, MySpace. Did you say was- MySpace? I mean, I had a MySpace, but mm. I wouldn't say I was like creating content. I mean, when I, yeah, when I was like, I was always just doing like, can I swear by yeah, the way? Oh, yeah, no? for
0: sure. Fuck shit. Damn. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to say, I was just like always doing like only child shit, whatever that means. So, like, Filming myself, you know, talking to myself, like Mm. literally that was, that is like my whole life was just filming myself, like playing different people. Right. And then I would like, I remember when I was in high school, I was really into photography and I would, when I learned how to, when I got my license, I would take my mom's car and I would bring a couple outfits. This was like before blogging, but I would like drive into like some bougie neighborhood and like set up my tripod and just like take pictures of myself, I don't know. Um, just like you know when you, when you really didn't have other people around and you didn't really want to recruit your friends, you're like, okay, I'm just gonna go do it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I guess when I moved out here that was kind of when vine was like really hot and I I think I had like a thousand Instagram followers so I was like, well, starting from zero on Vine seems really hard. So I'm just going to like make videos on Instagram. So that's kind of what I did. I just started to like, I don't know. I was like really obsessed with it though. That, that was the thing. I didn't care about getting like famous. I didn't care about followers necessarily. I just felt like not everybody was creating content and I felt like I was weird enough and like vulnerable enough and down enough to be like doing it. Mm -hmm. So Um, I was kind of doing YouTube first, trying to be like a, like a little, like what's in my bag, but that wasn't really my, my jam. And then I was just kind of doing these like little sketches, I guess. I don't even know what they were, but yeah, I would just do it, do them like every couple days. And then I, I remember I went blonde and I feel like that really boosted like the energy or something. Like it just created this persona. And then I started making videos all the time. And then I was going on a lot of dates and that created like really fun content. And then I think like some of them would get shared and then it would, you know, help views and um yeah, yeah so slowly. But and that was cool because it helped back to confidence. Like that helped just me feel confident in like what I was putting out there. You know, validation is very great at times. Like it helps you keep going, you know? So I just kind of felt like there was something in what I was doing and I was like, well, it's really easy. All I do is put makeup on film, a couple of, like back and forth talking to myself videos, people like it. And then I would go to my waitress job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I didn't rely on it to like make me money or to like make me successful
0: overnight. I just had fun with it. You and just then... did it because you enjoyed t- doing it.
1: Oh, totally. I think that's what, what's hard on people is, like, people just expect success overnight or they expect – even if they do have some type of success overnight, they think that that's going to, like, stay forever. But mm-hmm. really, like, it's about consistency. It's about, like, doing it because you like it. Because if you just do it for the money, it's not – you're going to be really disappointed. <laughs>
0: totally. You know, with,
1: like, how long it'll take, I should say, right. to get – to see money from it.
0: Right. So speaking of, like va- like, validation and stuff – the online community there uh, can be known for like cyberbullying and things like that Have you had any experiences with that or have most of your experiences been pretty positive?
1: Oh totally I mean you know with the Instagram stuff I guess because I never I guess the, my one thing I was thinking about that because i I really didn't get a ton of hate if anything it was like the throwaway hate that was just kind of like out of left field hate. Mm -hmm. Um, I think because I put myself online, pretty self-deprecating already, I think people were like, whereas if I was like trying to be like, look how pretty I am, Mm -hmm. I think people would come for you a little bit more. Just like anybody, it's just kind of like how how people's brains work. They think, oh, they think they're pretty, so I must knock them down, you know? Right,
0: correct, yeah.
1: But but you know this YouTube channel I work for. I'm one of the newer faces of it. They have girls on there that have been on there for a while, and a lot of the fans are kind of like they don't hate me, but they just are like, who's this new person? So it's just like I think people are used to some type of thing, and if you know, they just sometimes they think that you're invincible and that you don't read their comment. And it's like even the biggest of the biggest of models and and. Famous people and actors, like they'll see those comments, like you know,
0: yeah. People like don't think that you're an actual person, it's like they think you're just like an entity that like exists for solely like entertain me, and that is all. Um, Oh, totally. I saw this, I saw this TikTok the other day actually, and this girl
1: was like, um, I she might be like a plus size model because she her thing was like about size, and she said, You know, people always ask me how I. Remain confident about like my body image or just about whatever. And she said the best piece of advice I ever got is like happy people don't. Like happy people, or what is it? Yeah, like happy people don't say hateful comments. Mm. And so she's like, you just know that anyone writing stuff like that is not happy about True. themselves. You know? Yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, how do you deal with it when you get negative feedback? in your line of, in, in content creation? What do you, how do you bounce back from that? Or does it maybe not even really affect you that much?
1: I, I think cause I'm a little older, I'm not going to say my age, but I think cause I, (laughs) if I was like still 18 and I got that, that would probably really affect me. But I think I just, no one's like saying anything I haven't already thought about myself. And like, like sure. If somebody says like, wow, I really hate watching Madeline on camera. It's like, oh, that doesn't, that's that's shitty. I hope that's not true of, of everybody. But again, it's like we always just seem to fix it on the one mean comment per every ten nice comments. But um, for the most part, if someone's like, "Oh, your teeth are big," I'm
0: like, "Yeah." Like
1: I don't know. I'm just like, "Oh, your cheeks are big." Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, "What?" You? Yeah. Okay. You don't. So you okay. like you like
0: don't internalize the or in, you maybe used to, but you don't you don't feel like you internalize those comments anymore.
1: Not anymore. I mean, physically appearance, no, not mm-hmm. at all. I know what I I know what I look like, so you're not going to tell me anything that I didn't already know. <laughs> yeah, right, right,
0: right. Um,
1: yeah, like, I don't think I'm perfect. So people being like, you're not perfect, I'm like, for sure. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. Feel
0: yeah. so, like I being just, just self-aware, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, like, if I was 18 and someone was saying that and all I cared about was, like, trying to look perfect or be cool, then, yeah, that could have made me feel... I guess I guess I just realized like like my roommate and I were talking about how we used to just be obsessed with like Megan Fox. I remember we were in college when she was like really Megan Foxy. You know mm-hmm, what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm, like peak transformer,
1: peak transformers. And I remember thinking she was just like the most beautiful woman in the world, and like she had a lot of mystery about her because she never really, she never seemed super relatable. And so she was like, always kind of like being mysterious and only talked cool and had a cool voice and all this shit. Right. And I was like, I, I wanted to be that kind of person so hard, but I just knew that I was like too weird or something. And I was like, well, I don't know. I'm just, cause then it was like, it almost was more cringy when I tried to be like too cool and so then I just leaned into like not being that way. And it just gets so much easier. It's like so cheesy, but it's like, you just have to f- be who you are because it's it's so cringy when you try to not be that. <laughs> and then that just leans into getting more confidence, you know? Yeah.
0: And how, how do you feel like you found yourself going from then just like time in LA and just like it, self-exploration, that's pretty much it. And maybe a little therapy.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. I, that's a great question. I mean,
1: personally, I guess like the, the tangible ways were, yeah, like time for sure, life experience for sure. I had never, I mean, I had only had one serious boyfriend in college. So, and that was like when I was 19. So it was really fun to date. Um, I had never really just dated. And that was like a really, really, really big self exploration, like learning about who I was in different settings with different types of guys. And like,
0: I never even thought of how that could help you like discover more about yourself, but it really does. Like who, like who you're spending time with what you're saying, like just communicating with different people. Yeah. Well, I mean it
1: it really took, I think too, like, so I, I, I always talk about this because very literally I transformed physically. Like I, I went blonde and I got like crazy blonde extensions. And I just looked like for the first time in my whole life, I felt like I looked really hot. Like I was just like, whoa, I'm a fucking babe. Right. And then dating was really fun like that because I, it gave me this newfound, like I'm very self-aware. So just, I would like felt like guys were being, I'm into this, but then it also was this other newfound, like experiment where I noticed that guys weren't taking me as seriously. Like they were, cause they expected me to be one way based on my look, but then I was so weird and self-deprecating and like, emotional and needy or whatever that like I don't think they were expecting that combination and Mm -hmm. so it was just that was its own new experiment and then I tried so much to play cool girl but then it's like I learned a lot more about like actually how I wanted to be in dating scenarios which was like I'm pretty vocal I'm really honest I'm just very upfront like right away so it was just like a very interesting learning experience for me and then um, I'd say just like working in LA, like working in the bar industry, I met a lot of people that really showed me like what I didn't want to be mm. and how I did want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, m- you know, just meeting people, different jobs, different work ethic, uh, uh things I would uh, observe. Um, and just what felt easiest, like when did I feel the most at ease? Oh, was, I love like, that. You know, like, I think a lot of times we'll spend time with people because we feel like we have to, but mm-hmm. then you're, you feel it in your heart. Let like it's like, you're like forcing conversation mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Um, so it's like, who did I feel the most at ease around and like, let me be myself. And I could like lean into that was, was really important. Um, yeah. I guess just all of, you know, yeah. all of that. <laughs>
0: yeah. How did, how did your career, in terms of acting, maybe not so much content creation, since that's kind of, like, on you to write and shoot, but, like, when you go on auditions or when you're on set for other people, how has that played into your confidence? Like, are you, has auditioning, did that, like, take a hit? Did your confidence take a hit in that? Or were you always great at auditioning? Or how did that side of your career, how does that play into your confidence?
1: Totally. Um, No, I was definitely not always good at auditioning. And I was always very, like, unsure if I was good because you know for a long time it's not like you had friends that were casting directors that could tell you like hey you're bad right but, right, right. But <laughs> I, I'm, I remember I remember I took an on-camera class and I hadn't auditioned or like I think I had just moved to LA when I took the class yeah. and I looked right down the barrel of the camera <laughs> doing the, the day and I remember the teacher goes to me um, are you a model and I said, no and she was like okay because you I just thought maybe you didn't have any acting experience you looked directly down the she was like such a bitch but but it was great it was great I was like oh shit no I totally just like forgot and was like so nervous and um I I think too like a lot of actors don't feel like they belong in an audition space they'll be like you know sorry to take up your time so Mm -hmm. I think that's I mean learning how to audition and like be good at it and be confident about auditioning is such a gift. It's like an art, you know, totally. I think you could probably, you could probably speak to this too. It's like, you just, it just takes hella auditions, but like putting in the work to like, know that at least just to know that you're doing it right, like where to look, how much space to take up. So once you've done it right a couple times in practice, then it's just about like, all the work you put in, I feel like it, you know, as I get older, I, 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 probably fall into like not putting in as much work or like as much creative work, but then at the same time, like leaning into like whatever, you know, how to do best. I don't know.
0: Right. But when you feel prepared, you feel confident.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the best thing is to not have to rely on like being on book. And I mean, I don't know. If your pilot, my pilot season was so overwhelming, I've I get so stressed about learning lines, mm-hmm. and I felt like I was constantly like. The, finally, when I would get an audition out of the way, it was like a new one came in, which is great. But it was just, oh god, I have to friends. and it was just, it was just it felt like I was constantly like set up to hopefully not fail, but it was just so how stressful. How do you How do you deal with nothing, that?
0: That stress,
1: you just, you just, you can't. You just have to keep going. You just have to do it, right? Yeah. But do you like,
0: do you like give yourself like, do you meditate? Do you like have a mantra? Do you work out? Like, how do you manage that stress?
1: No, I just, to me, that just feels like I'm wasting time. I mean, the meditation is important, of course. But like, to me, if I I just have to do the work, like, I think my biggest what I got into a routine of doing is like, I have to walk around and like memorize because I can't sit and memorize. I just can't. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I would like walk to coffees in the morning and say it out loud and just like talk to myself and get my coffee and walk home. And, and it somehow sat better, but I can't like, the stress is only made worse by avoiding the assignment to Mm -hmm, me. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I have to like, I have to be memorizing. It feels like four 24 hours leading up to it. But yeah, but lately it's been like, obviously nothing's going on. So,
0: and then how do you like, are you good at letting it go once you leave the audition room or is that still something you're working on where you internalize it and you're like, man, I should have said this line a different way. Or are you pretty good at being like, all right, that's done. On to the next thing.
1: I feel like 99% I let it go. I mean, there's like, there's like the 1% of auditions where I really feel like the role could be really right for me. One, I get 1% of auditions. I feel that way about Mm -hmm. like two auditions in a whole pilot season, but like, and then I'll get really, and to me, it's like saying the line a certain way wouldn't have changed it for me. It's usually just like, I'll leave the room being like, okay, I I just really hope I get a call back for that. Um, That's the only way I feel. But most of it, it's like, I could, I could see most roles going to other people, like, because it's just, it just depends on so many things that I'm like, oh, the stars are going to align for me. Like, okay. Maybe. And then so for that 1%, I do feel that way about it where I'm like, I know my humor is so right for it. Usually just comedy I feel that way about. But um, And then they usually end up going with a not sunny famous person. So I'm like,
0: okay, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I I think that's really funny. Casey and I also talk about being like getting audition and being like, man, you know, who'd be really good at this audition? And then like naming somebody else that like is at UCB or a friend of ours, like, yeah, man, she would be great at this. (laughs) Like, why? are we? It's
1: so true. I know because, because I mean, look, I get so many auditions from my rep for like 16 year olds or 17 year olds. And so many, like mostly and your stuff
0: is like teen. You, you're going out for teenage stuff,
1: not mostly, but like I do, and I'll always tape for it because I'm or go in because I'm I'm happy to work mm-hmm. or like happy to be busy. I think like putting in that work is important anyway. Yeah, um, and like I did just do a movie last year where I played a high school girl. So like, who am I to judge what people think of me? But um, but most of the time I read that and I just know that I'm going to look older next to the gr- other girls or guys. Right. Um that's that's usually where I'm like LOL, mm-hmm. but um and like sometimes with drama like I can't really take myself seriously too much, but like but then at the same time I find people like Steve and Emma Stone very cool because they started doing very great comedy and then they obviously had a big ship. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I don't need to just be like a one trick pony. I can also, I can be okay with doing Yeah,
0: that. I mean, it's so hard because I feel like in, in this industry, uh, people want to like put you into... A box, and they want—they want to like. No, this is the this is the blonde, pretty, funny girl, and you—you you know, we need a brunette who's very serious that wears glasses, and she's not that. Totally, you know, they like the imagination totally. might not always be there for, like, whatever networks or what have you. Um, oh, totally. You know totally. what I mean?
1: Oh yeah, there's like, and I think too, like, so many people just feel so desperate, like they just read desperate in a room, and so I think like. Doing stuff like this, like having other stuff going on that validates your existence beyond act, if you're an actor at least, like beyond what's in the audition, Mm -hmm. because it it just keeps you like confident in knowing that like you are, are good at something. Like to me, I think I think I'm funny, and so when I go into a room, I'm like, I'm gonna do the best version of me, but I'm not, I can't be everybody else, I can't like be you know, I think like a great example is like watching the office auditions on YouTube. I'm sure you've seen those, yeah. you know, very, very funny, famous people read for a lot of those roles. But like, if you're just not the it's just the right person comes in, and you're like, great, it's not anything else beyond that. So it's about having like, other shit going on that you're passionate about that can generate interest or excitement is like super smart and only helps people get to know you better to bring then bring you into stuff. Like, it's this such a cheesy line of like, it's who who you know in this town. But, like, I think it's about who knows you and who's seeing you hustle and do stuff and then being like, oh, I want to have them as part of what I'm doing. Totally,
0: Mm -hmm. totally. And it's, like, it's not a slight on you if if you're not right for the part. Like you said, it's, like, all these talented, great people are doing it. It's just, like, yeah, you're not, you know, you don't look like this 14-year-old girl because you're not 14 or whatever the, you know, whatever the case may be. Has anything happened since moving to L.A. that has really, like, hit you hard and knocked your confidence down? Mm, I would say my first, uh, f-
1: I guess dating all, as much as it made me feel a certain way, I would say that probably like was a big learning lesson for me in terms of like just being rejected and getting your heart broken. That almost hurt more than getting rejected career wise oh, Wow! Okay. because, because like, you know, if you miss out on a on a job, like an acting job or something, and you like almost make it, that hurts, but not in the same way as like if you feel like someone doesn't like your person, like who you are. That's more that blows to your ego for sure. Mm-hmm. Like I was totally that girl who like I couldn't get out of bed some mornings when I when a guy like totally dumped me or whatever. Right? You know? Yeah, that was probably the m- blow to an ego. I- and then but it also I wouldn't change any of that for the world as cheesy as it is but you know it just shapes you and I'm better because I've been rejected I'm, I'm I feel I feel bad for people that haven't been rejected because you just don't have that empathy you don't have that understanding of like that you know that mm-hmm. feeling
0: how um, how did you get out of bed on those days or like what did you do to come out of these negative relationships or these negative feelings from relationships
1: right and the funny thing is like I look back at those now and I'm friendly with all of them like anyone that's ever made me you know I don't even want to say broken up with because but it was just like situations that didn't work out but um I don't wish I was in a relationship with any of them right and I look back and I'm like oh my god I can't though emo but I just think I had been sheltered to a degree for so long where I'd never gotten my heart broken. So then all of a sudden I'm in my twenties and I'm like one after another, like so getting it. And I was just like, what am I doing wrong? But I leaned on friends a lot. I made a lot of phone calls to friends, my roommate, my parents like, um, went on a lot of walks, uh, very pandemic-y of us, like called (laughs) a lot of people and went on a lot of walks. Um, I, I definitely like leaned into therapy. I like, and then I think I leaned into like my videos and stuff a lot too for channeling it. And it's like music, you know, like mm-hmm. channeling that into into a, a, a greatest hit and just making a video about like because it's just a really relatable emotion. Everyone goes through it.
0: Yeah, it's like channeling heartache through your into your creativity. And I'm sure you've like booked jobs. Oh, for sure booked jobs like through those specific videos where it's like well if I didn't have that heartache I probably wouldn't have had this job or like whatever it's hard to see in the moment what it's what's uh, the reasoning for why things happen you know
1: oh totally and like probably
0: I I wouldn't say I booked a job but I would say like my most
1: pop some of my most popular videos are because of the anxiety and the heartbreak for sure like because everyone feel has felt that for the and feels it deep you know you're like Ooh, it's almost worse than a death sometimes. You're like, oh my God. Like, yeah.
0: Were you ever like scared to post some of those things because they were so vulnerable and uh, they're, they're maybe like fresh wounds? Did you ever feel like nervous about it?
1: Mostly just because I figured that the guys would see them and know that they were like about them, sort of. Like, but then I also just had to feel like this, it would, and usually the guy would like the video because they, <laughs> like, like I look back and I'm like, What videos? Okay. Yeah. Um, I definitely did the girl thing where like after afterward I was like constantly posting like hot trying to be like hot, sure, you know, pictures. Course. Um Yeah, but like for the most part I didn't care enough. I just figured I wouldn't run into them, you know? Yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. like, Well, whatever. And they were usually like supportive and still like trying to be homies and to this day I'm friends with most people I dated and it's like not weird to me at all. Right. But
0: when do you feel most confident? Like, is it when you're filming a video? Is it when you're hanging out with your boyfriend? Like, when do you feel most confident in your skin? Oh,
1: probably, yeah, just probably like, my day to day. I mean, I, I'm a creature of habit and routine. So I feel the best when I like, cook, I'm like, working out, I've, I feel like lean, like in my body. Like I, I don't feel like super skinny, but I just feel like my body feels like correct, you know, and and healthy. And I like, um, I like moving. I like a clean space. The older I get, the more I throw everything away. Um, yeah. Like when I'm, you know, I have a very few clothes. Friends and I have a boyfriend, and like those are probably my safest. The most me I am around is like the few people, you know.
0: Yeah, but you feel like having a routine is helpful in feeling confident in the rest of your day. Whether that's like oh, yeah. I wake up, I make my bed, I have my coffee, I whatever, I go on an ex- I go on a run. You feel like routine's helpful
1: for sure, and I think like on top of routine, like something that pays my bills and something productive, like needs to be in place because otherwise I. F- I will freak out if I feel like I'm not going to be making money or something. Mm, So like some, something financially productive and something mentally for sure.
0: How have you had times in your life when you have freaked out over not knowing when you're going to get your next paycheck?
1: Oh, for sure. Like it's so stressful and I worked in service for so long and like, I kind of told myself I didn't want to do that again. So like, the times after like a show would end or like a project I did would end, it was always the worst because it was cool for like a week cause I would catch up on sleep. And then after that, I was like, Oh my God, what? Like when is the next thing coming? Um, so I don't know if that'll ever go away that I am able to film some stuff from home and, and can call it a job. But, um, but yeah, you always have to have some type of financial hustle happening because if you're just like, ooh, hoping to throw it all like I would always just say don't quit your day job until you are making enough money from a type of side job because that burden will make your your passion not seem so cool anymore (laughs) like that stress burden you know totally and I just get like really unhappy if I if I am living in that headspace like even if I'm okay financially I'm not okay like it's just like too it's too much fear to To enjoy
0: it yeah and then it's like well I think that's good because it's like you know that about yourself which is like one thing you can identify like what causes you stress but then for me it's like about finding that balance between like having confidence in yourself because of the creative endeavors versus having confidence because of a paycheck like it's such a slippery slope because I don't want to end up a person who's like only confident when they're getting paid you know what I mean? right? But also yeah. I, on the opposite end of the spectrum, I don't want to be happy or not happy. I shouldn't say, I don't want to be like in debt and being like, it's okay. Um,
1: no, totally. You know I think I mean? like, I think for a long time I was totally fine. um not making a ton of money because I had all this uh, like desire to just make it in Hollywood. And now I am happier making money and like, I mean I'm lucky because I've been able to I I side hustled for so long and I saved and I was able to like work and then start making money on social media. So like yes, I have been able to like work fewer jobs and not do service anymore and yeah. like be okay. Yeah. So that's so I've I shifted my income, but I would still rather like I'm happier with money. So I would like I same fire inside of me when I first moved here, but it's not that I care less. It's just my priorities have shifted a lot. Like what I want to be doing is not like live and breathe acting. Like I love acting and I love being on set. And I think I have something unique to give to this industry, but at the same time, like I will work, like I want to work and make money. Cause I, I would, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't see myself getting like a nine to five. So maybe I'm speaking out of t- where I'm like, well, yeah, I don't know. But,
0: uh but you have other priorities think- other than, act like you would like to make money so you can travel so you can do like it's not you're not like live I'm only I only want to do this one thing and I don't want to do anything else type of thing
1: like yes and no like I think I just only see myself doing creative stuff but um but our industry has shifted so much so that like there are other little avenues and platforms but I guess what all I'm saying is like I don't see myself going back to work how I when I moved here type of thing. Oh, totally. Like, you know? Yes, um, absolutely. So so I've found creative industry ways to make money, luckily, but um, I, I forget where this tangent I know, is even going on me. Uh,
0: that's kind of my favorite thing about doing these episodes is that, like, we end up going off on a tangent and then we're like, what were totally. we talking about again? And its I just love it so much. Um, cool. Well, I'm going to summarize Madeline's tips confidence and you can correct me if i'm wrong for any of these but these are the ones i've jotted down
1: i'm sure they're all great okay okay
0: have new experiences be independent self-exploration find something you love doing be yourself go to therapy date people uh be self-aware be around new people um, quote, when I, wait, when, oh, when do, wait, what is this? When do I feel the most at ease? Oh, that was a quote, direct quote from you. When do I feel the most at ease? Put the work in, have other things going on, be (sighs) healthy, take care of yourself and your body, have a routine and know who you are.
1: It was beautiful. I feel like I just learned about me in that summarization. I
0: love that. I mean, that's a really good summary. One that I haven't heard before that I loved on this one is a routine. Like that makes total sense, oh, but yeah. not no one's like therapy is a common one that, that I've gotten on this podcast, but having a routine isn't. And I think that's something that I personally could incorporate into my life better because I truly don't, when you, when you're an actor or when you're an independent contractor or what have you, you don't necessarily have to have a routine. So something that I really want to do, especially after having this conversation is incorporate a a little bit more of a routine into my life. So thanks for sharing. Right. Oh my God. Yes.
1: I mean, it's truly so I don't go crazy because if I, you know, like if I, if the world was normal right now, I would like wake up, have my coffee, walk my dog, go to the gym. Like I have to do that for me to feel productive because we are independent, you know, because we are not working a nine to five. So I need to feel like I'm putting in work. I need to like check my emails at a certain time, change my underwear. I don't know, like shower. Yeah. Like
0: no, that's so all true. The shit. And like, it's interesting because now everyone's sort of experiencing what we usually experience, which is like having your own schedule and like changing your underwear, waking up and like changing out of pajamas into regular clothes, even if you're not leaving the house anytime soon. It's like things like that right. that are actually really helpful that I'm sure people, especially during quarantine, would love to hear about. So. Thanks for sharing all this oh, with me.
1: Oh my gosh. me. This course, has been such a, me. such
0: a treat. I really love speaking with you.
1: Oh my gosh. You too, girl. Of course.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of How the Fuck Did You Get So Confident? I'd love to hear from listeners about things that have helped you build your confidence. Whether that's a mantra, a routine, maybe a favorite book or an event that you went through, leave it in the review section. Or if you have a question regarding confidence that you'd love to hear discussed on this podcast, you can leave that in the review section as well, and I'll check it out. Thanks again.